Hello, 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 guys. It's April. Welcome to episode eight of April and Cam's podcast. Can you believe it's already episode eight? Girl, I cannot. And it's December 15th. I know. Like, time flies. Like, I remember when we started this in, what, February or March with episode zero. Now it's episode eight. Like, girl, we've come a long way. I'm, I'm happy. You know what? I'm pretty proud of us. We really have. Yeah. It's exciting. And I can't wait to see the many more books that we'll do. But anyways, girl, you can start us off. All right, so guys, you know how we started with Tiffany D. Jackson, Monday's Not Coming. Well, we're ending with her new book, uh, White Smoke. It came out sometime in September. Really a good read for spooky season, but you know, life. So this is why we're reading it, we're reading it. <laughs> I not even click. <laughs> this could have been a book for what's it called, October. <laughs> it really is. But anyway. Western town. So that part I understand. 
but I mean, I've never taken perks. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I say this to say, like, every time Mary brought up a concern about the hauntings, the mom will automatically, you know, take out like a, a cup for her to pee in to take a drug test. Yeah. And for me, it's just like, well, she wasn't messing with hard drugs, you know, like like heroin or crack cocaine that really makes you, you know, jittery and hallucinate. Yeah. So, I, why do you think the mom was, was very quick to point at the drugs? So, a couple things first. So, I have, like, a couple points. So, my first point is, like, I think it kind of has to do with, like, her fear. I think she kind of had to, like, tiptoe with her marriage. And I think it had to be, like, a fear of her, like, a fear of, like, her... I don't want to say perfect life, but, like, things falling apart. Like, they just upped and moved from California, and they're in this new space, and clearly she wants everything to go right. So I think, like, she was very reticent to, like, pay attention to anything Marigold and Sam were saying just because of the fear of things just not working out right or things going awry with, like, you know, her new marriage and the stepdaughter. Sort of just trying to keep the peace in the family, you know? Also, another... Keep going, keep going, then I'll, I'll address what you said. Yeah, also another thing, I just kind of didn't like how, like, she just didn't trust her daughter. Like, bro, yeah. come on. Like, not, just if your daughter's saying, like, she's scared or, like, there's a haunting, yeah, it may sound crazy at first, but at least, come on, believe her, bro. Like, you think she really wants to be saying this stuff? Like, bro, really, like, you're her mom. Like, there's that. And also, what, like, I remember from the book is, remember, like, her obsession with dead bugs? And yeah. the, reason why, the reason why it got so big, though, is because nobody believed her. Exactly. So it's like, you would think, like, okay, yes, I understand drugs, but you would think from that hard experience alone that, like, okay, maybe I should take this into consideration. Because, again, Barrico, like, the whole Barrico incident is why she turned to drugs, you know, to I'm finally saying. relax. So it's like, you, you, you would think that the mother would consider that part first and not go straight to the drugs. Yeah. Nobody just straight up does drugs for for no reason. Like, there's always a motive somewhere. So her, her lack of just, like, wanting to understand her daughter, like, just really blew me. It really did. Also, with, like, how do you expect your daughter to feel if you're constantly doing that? Like, People are always going to know, like, you're an addict. And that's the first thing they see about you. You're an addict. So, like, yeah. this girl, she's, what, 16, 17? Like, she already has this disease. Like, she's going to have to live with it the rest of her life. The last yeah. thing she wants is her mom to, like, constantly criticize her, you know? Like, and be like, yo, like, you're saying some crazy stuff? Okay, let me bring out the, the drug test. Something crazy you said? Okay, drug test. It's like a prison. It really is. It's like, like what is that? It, re- it really is. And for me, it kind of had me thinking, like, are you doing this for your white man? Like, yeah. Because, like, remember that part, like, when... Okay, so, like, anytime Piper was a rocking with um, Marigold, she would scream and say, oh, no, Marigold, that's my piggy bank, or Marigold's smoking weed. Yeah, and, like, that was foul. Yes, and so it's just like, dude. <laughs> that was foul for a fifth grader to be saying. 
like that's why I told you like I didn't rock with that kid for a second. Yeah, because that's a whole a whole disease this girl's dealing with, and you throw it back at her. And let's talk about how her dad didn't say nothing. Like, bro, what kind of child are you trying to raise? Like, you can't bro, just be letting her get away yeah. with that stuff. And then he wants to remember that part when um he was like, well, I can't. I can't make my daughter a But you can con- you can correct her from saying screwed up things. Like how are you raising your child to act act and be like like it's society? Like is this how to raise someone who would like sense? Like how are you going about she just can't be acting out a while and that's why she got kidnapped in the first place. <laughs> no, but you're right though, and that's why I didn't feel bad that your mama and your granny died. <laughs> <It's just rude. laughs> There was the whole excuse of like, oh, she's been through a lot, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I understand. Yes, she doesn't have friends. Yes, she's in fifth grade, but dang, this girl has a mouth on her. A mouth. And like, you wonder why she doesn't have any friends. Spiteful, bro. Break some miracles for a second. And like, let's be be real. Your daughter doesn't have friends because she's weird. Yeah. She's weird and she's quiet. And her only friend is her dad. Yeah. It's giving some Cleopatra. What is it? What's that psychology term? That you know how they have that they have that Oedipus complex. What's the other one? Electra complex. Electra complex. Girl, like that didn't help at all because like any like never in this book did they talk like has the dog the dad like really talked to the daughter like all we got was, never. Like, together and stuff like that but never like asking her to make new friends how is school like no checking up on the girl no depth at all just the girl just being a loner just in her room doing god knows what every time marigold 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 what are you doing drug test okay okay (laughs) it was just we were we got into yeah, there's a you guys have to read it to really see. Like there's so much familiar like dynamics that needs to be dissected because it's just like what is going on? <laughs> I actually felt for Marigold I'm a lot like even kind of like going into like towards the end, I you know how like Marigold and um Piper make up? I like you said, Cameron, like, you know, how about, like, if Tiffany T. Jackson decides to uh, make this into a series, if she does do that, I want to see how Piper's and Mary's relationship are explored. No, definitely. Because there's a lot that needs to be unpacked there, you know. There, kinda... there, there is a whole lot, and again, I really do feel like, Ugh. okay, guys, so... Honestly, for three fourths of the book, like it's it's Piper versus Marigold, and at the end, all of a sudden she gains this understanding and no, that's not just a kid, that's my sister. And it's like, okay, so so long story short, um, Sammy, the brother, he's like allergic to any uh, to everything, and he's very careful. And so long story short, um, he's poisoned with peanut butter and nearly <laughs> dies. And Piper knows about this. Yeah. She either knows it's about to happen or like she was around when it did happen. So it's just like, and, and um, they, they knew about this because they cut it all on film and da 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 da. So for me, it's like there is no way I could be any type of close to nobody who I know has tried to kill my family members. 
young, old, it doesn't matter. So there's 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 no way, like I already saw you as a brat, but now I'm gonna see you as an accomplice to murder. There's no way I'm gonna be looking around and trying to save her. Absolutely not. I yeah. wanna to my mom and the stepdad, show the film, and put her little butt in juvie. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, for real, that girl needs therapy. She needs therapy. It's just, it was crazy. Like, that girl, serious issues ahead. Serious issues. Like, girl, they're all gonna need therapy, especially yeah. that dog. Oh, oh, not the dog biting off the two fingers and then gagging on it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, so I have another question, but um, can we first talk about gentrification? Please. Because that was a okay. huge theme in this book, bro. Like, first things first, to give you guys a little bit of background, um, like what Cameron said, you know, um, with the summary, um, this family moves to some some uh, city in the Midwest, and it's like literally like, think get out. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's like this community that like the houses are like, identical to one another and like there's this like foundation that's building houses to like make the like to clean up the area make the area nicer but amongst that are like families who have been there for generations and generations and they're getting displaced all because like this family is like uh, because this family like literally owns like the entire town and they want to like yeah the sterling family the sterling family owns the entire town and they want to like clean up the place so they can like just get money you know because no capitals and hey 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 <laughs> but um <laughs> so it was just like a lot to dissect i didn't even know where to start like i didn't even know if i should start with the, the riots or if i should start with like the Girl, them living in the house for the, free start with the open house and the map oh Oh girl, that was weird. Like, right, but that's how it all started. Yeah, how their like entire like correct me from, but from what I remember, it's like their entire like job was just to basically like build new houses, like and build like like just rebuild everything. Remember, they wanted like weed dispensaries. Yes. Oh my god, that that right there. Not them building a weed dispensary, but then incarcerating the entire population there for a week. I was like, what? What is this? And also, not one of the family members owning a whole prison. Girl, invested in that prison. I was shook. I was like, what? This is this is evil on so many accounts because, like, what? They have no shame at all. They're like, oh yeah, you know, we're just gonna like, you know build a bunch of stuff, kick all the black people, make them kill each other, ride against each other, throw them all in prison, and then have, like, white people move in. No big deal. You know, that's just us cleaning up the mess. Typical, typical, typical. And, um, the reason why, like, I 
like mass incarceration is such a major theme is because the school that uh, Marigold attends, the high school, um, it's very slim pickings when it comes to um, men. Yes, because half of them are in prison. Yes, all the men are in prison. So I I think there was like maybe like up to 10 men, 10 boys, I should say. Yeah, or even less than that. Even less than that, but like throughout the whole high school. So and there was like a hundred seventy to hundred girls. Yes, it was. It was just uh, <laughs> it was all. It was a lot of women. But yeah. um, the reason why we, we bring this up, guys, is because there's this one character. Her name is Erica. Um, she is one of Yosef's uh, close friends, and she becomes friends with Marigold. Uh, and so, Erica, where do I even start with her? Okay, so, like, Erica, the, okay, so, y'all, basically, Marigold, I first wanted to be friends with Erica because uh, Mara, Erica had the beach. Yeah. And so, but, you know, past that, she, that's when she started to get to know her. And it's like, okay, no, we can actually be friends. And so, we find out that Yosef and Erica grew up together. And, um, Erica and Yosef, they are basically like the only two main people left within their household. Yeah. Erica oh lives with her grandmother because the rest of her family was put into prisons. And Yosef lives with um his great with his grandfather and, and his, his uncle. uncle. Yeah, and so everyone else is in prison. And so um so, like, that's the background Yosef gets, gives us as to why, like, Erica smokes so much is because she's trying to numb the pain, which is, hey, I understand. Yeah. But what's very interesting and sad, question mark, about, you know, this part of when we last see Erica is that um, somebody, for some reason, I mean, we know the reason because racism, but somebody planted drugs in her locker and she was sent away. Yeah. And uh, that happens, I want to say, like, in the middle of the book. And, like, that's the last we ever heard of Erica. Yeah. She's just gone. No words. Uh, Marigold didn't even check up on her. Like, nothing. Yeah. I can't even imagine what Erica must be feeling, what she's going through. Like, that screws someone up. It really would. And that's why I... That's why I look at you, like, you know, Miss Jackson, she... She tried to cover a, a lot of themes, but like there was too many big ones. I would have preferred if she focused on something smaller or, you know, tied up the loose ends because, okay, we, are, we see why Erica's there, but like, I was expecting, you know, like an update. If not through Marigold, then through Yosef. Yeah. Like, they grew up together. Like, did Yosef visit the grandmother to check if the grandma's okay? Did he actually go to the prison? Yeah. Like, she is yeah, we don't hear anything about that. That school definitely like created like the whole prison to uh, school to prison pipeline because yeah, ruins lives, man. And it's just so sad. It's like you're stuck there, you can't get out. No, and uh, remember the Sterling laws, and they made I think it was like an ounce of weed for twenty. Yeah, years. <laughs> like oh my gosh, that. See, and like that's kind of like when I kind of twisted my face because 
yeah oh yeah definitely like, that is that is such a cruel and unusual rule. Yeah. Like, you're telling me two decades for an ounce of weed? And it's just like the amount of power that the Sterling Foundation has on this entire town yes. is like it's actually disgusting. Like the amount of power and control and like how they even shadow ban what the people in that town see in the media. Like that was scary. That was weird. And then that just makes me think like these people are in a bubble. They don't know what's going on outside. That's so, why, like, once you live there, you're sort of just, like, if someone just goes there, they're just stuck. Like, even Yusuf, like, with his family, half of his family incarcerated, like, he's never going to leave that town because he's like, this is where I grew up. Like, this is where my family is, da 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 And that's understandable, but at the same time, it's just like, what? Like, it's just, it's kind of sad, you know? It is sad because these people, they don't have any options no options the ground is very shaky it's just like and like with the riots that the Ster- the sterling guy like told them to do like with burning houses and stuff girl just how displaceable like he made it seem as if these people are not human like oh why don't we just smoke him out when he said that it's like he, he it's like he sort of put these people in a trance like snap yeah, his fingers and then boom like it was weird. That part was just weird, and it, like, like the whole creepy smiling thing. Like, it him was definitely getting get out vibes, suit. huh? I said him always popping up in the suit. Yeah, it was just really, really weird. It was so weird. I was like, yeah, this guy is definitely like the devil. <laughs> like, definitely. how do you sleep at night? Definitely, and like that brings me to the point that you like have written down with the expose on the Sterling Foundation. Yeah. Guys, towards the end, um, when like he's not only inciting a riot, um the the police are around hearing these things. And, and they don't they do anything. And they leave. They don't do it. The police, the firefighters, they do nothing because of how much control this guy has. He's like, oh, you've seen how bad it gets. Oh, there's no point, again, displacing these people because he sees them as easily disposable because he's just trying to promote his own agenda of gentrification and, like, building new communities and property so, you know, other people can move in. And I'm just like, what? And the idea... Oh, another thing I wanted to discuss with you. I think it's really interesting, like... So this kind of goes back to one of the points you mentioned earlier about them being an interracial family. The yes. Sterling guy definitely did that on purpose for a couple of reasons. Like the white dad, the black mom, the, the black mom, you know, like seen as like she's in that community like where you know where there's other black folks and there's white people in the town too. It was like, I don't know, that was a very like, do you see where I'm going with? I definitely see where you're going. Um, I'm still trying to understand why, you know, Miss Jackson even wanted to do all that. Because I, I, I guess, well, the book would have been a little different, I think, if Alec and Raquel, the parents, if they actually, like, had a biracial child. Yeah. And then I feel like, okay, you might have gotten there with something, but, like, when you literally have two separate families that became one, it's, um, I don't know. Like, that, that definitely is a question mark for me in my mind. Also, but, like, it was just how it was also placed, how they were able to live there for free in this, like, nice, quote-unquote, house yeah. right next to the house of, like, the lady who literally, like, 
died. Like, I think there was a meaning to that. Like, because remember mean, towards the end when the people were crying in the house and they're like, oh, you guys think you're so good living in this house. You think you're all that. Da, 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 da. Remember how they were saying that? Yeah. So, like, that part really confused me because, yes, from, like, that outsider perspective, you, you live free. You have all this other stuff that we don't have. Da, 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 da. But, like, the crowd also has the knowledge of the history of this town. So it's like, are you really jealous that these people are living in a renovated new home yeah. in a bad neighborhood when it's, and you and there's already rumors with the house being haunted. Yeah. It's like, you need to pick a struggle. Like, are you jealous or are you satisfied? knowing that these potential gentrifiers are suffering. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was just... It's a very strange dynamic. It was a weird dynamic. It was really, really weird. I, I don't know. That was... It was just... It was just... Brain, they just seemed brainwashed. It did. Just like when... Everybody um, knowing each other's business. Everybody talking. Rumors spreading this. Rumors spreading that. Like, brainwash, Confused. Like... That's how you incite fear, and that's what he accomplished very well. Sterling died. He definitely did. But, oof. See, and again, and so if you are still choosing to listen to this, um, we found out that John John and Miss Sugar, the, the, the quote-unquote ghost of the house, uh, they're not ghosts, that they're actually alive. Yeah. They have, they've been alive for 30 years. And so... For, for me, April, this adds another layer of confusion because I understand the crowd is scared because they already don't know anything because these white people have controlled literally everything in their lives. But, like, my question is, is like, what, did, did they not have their own questions? Yeah. Like, remember how, like, you know, screw John John since, you know, if they want to go with the rumor that he was a child molester, even though it was proven that he was not, um, but let's take him out of the equation. Let's just talk about the mom. Like, the mom had a really great reputation, the sugar. She did. So it's like, if you see that this, if you, yeah, they saw that the woman was alive when they, like, took her in a stretcher. So, like, wouldn't y'all have, like, questions? So many questions, like, it was just, like, it was just how they were easily able to, like, just believe everything that was said. Yeah. You and know. that. <laughs> yeah, it was very sad too. Because like whole time at the end of the day, like I wouldn't even say this is horror. I would just say this is like sadness. <laughs> People in pain, you know? And I'm just yeah. like it was just it was just really sad. So like there was like a whole different meaning to it. Like Tiffany definitely really tried to like, you know, scare us with the whole ghost and whatever, which I really respect. But at the same time, like there's a deeper meaning to it that's very applicable to real life that we're experiencing now, and that's you know, black people continue getting displaced, gentrification, mass incarceration, mass incarceration, exactly. So just like, dang. <laughs> we <get> break? <laughs> but real quickly, though, did you want to bring up the whole sermon in the seeds thing before we wrap up? Girl, no, because. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna take longer than the, than the time that we have right now. But you know, people who decided to listen through, uh, through to this, they can figure that out. Yeah, you know, that was really think about the sermon in the seat. It was said too much throughout the book. I was like, okay, we've heard it. Dang. Girl, we heard all of it, like every other word. 
another chapter. I know. Like, what was the meaning of that? Was it the seeds being planted in the gent- in the neighborhood? Was it, like, I don't even know. That was just, I think she just placed that there just to kind of spook us out. Or religion was also another thing, too, with that. Mm-hmm. But um, we only have a limited time. Yeah, though, guys. So. But this was really <laughs> nice. Highly recommend you guys yeah. read this book. Do you have any closing yeah. remarks, Cameron? Uh, man, watch out for them little kids. I still don't trust them regardless. that's <laughs> or not, stop story or not, I will always be weary of kids who know how to cry on cue and smirk at black women who are battling with addiction. Yeah. But, um, it was, it was, it was crazy. And also, like, if Tiffany just, if she just, uh, decides to like you said make this into a series i would love to read the next one and see where it goes but oh definitely other than that um this was nice guys make sure you follow our instagram april and cam podcast or if you have any remarks you can go ahead and email, email us at april cam uh, podcast at gmail.com yep and on that note folks well we'll stick around well, no, we'll be we'll be around the internet, but we're gonna both enjoy our winter break. Yes, and then we'll, we'll see y'all next yours. year for the rest of the books, articles, and essays we have. Bye, y'all. Peace out, girl scouts. Bye, and boys, and non-binary. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Bye, guys.